Solar PV Cast by Shift, a podcast exploring solar energy and the role it plays in improving our lives and our planet. Here's your host, Chris Palliser. They say Canada is now one of the most favorable places in the world to invest in clean energy. And a large part of that is because of the recently unveiled Clean Technology Investment Tax Credit from the federal government. Here to discuss that and and how that affects the landscape of solar in this country is Rob Milliken, uh, Vice President Operations of Charge Solar, residential, commercial, industrial, recreational solar power supplier. Did I get that right? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Well, thanks for joining the podcast, Rob. Oh, thank you for having me. So let's talk about it. The investment tax credit. First, set it, set it up. What is it and how is it? Uh, and, and out of that whole budget, what are the main parts that are going to affect us in solar? Yeah, so the federal government, uh, and this was in the fall economic statement uh, of 2022, and that they intended to, uh, in, in somewhat in, in response to the IRA in the, in the United States with um, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act and investment in clean technology. So there is a 30% uh, investment tax credit in uh, clean technology, uh, and that is directly related to commercial solar rooftop systems uh, for taxpaying entities. And, and so... Um, you know that not much more complicated than that. It's uh, it's a, a fairly simple thing. Thirty uh, percent, no cap, and uh, you know hopefully this will have a very positive impact and and speed up adoption for um, solar on uh, commercial businesses. Now, how is that? I mean, I guess it all comes down to money, right? At the end of the day, it allows them to save money. And when they do that, they start looking at things. Yeah, doesn't it always? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, the the residential uh, through uh, residential solar adoption through a variety of programs, whether they be provincial or federal, uh, you know, particularly with the Greener Homes Grant up to $5,000 and then the Greener Homes Loan, uh, which I, I'm pretty sure is up to... Was it 30, 000, 40, 40, yeah, $40,000 yeah. $40, um, uh, with a, a fairly favorable amortization and 0% interest. So uh, that's going to, uh, for the most part, cover the a very, very high percentage of, of solar eligible homes, shall we say, across Canada. Um, how do we accelerate the uh, growth and adoption of commercial, right? And uh, um, depending on your jurisdiction or where you are here in BC, um, you know, commercial rates are, are pretty attractive for electricity. Residential rates are pretty attractive for electricity. So, um, you know, how do we incentivize the uptake and, and um, you know, fuel the green economy, if you will, a little bit? And, and um, the investment tax credit, which has been around in the U.S. for a long time, uh, and, you uh, you know that is what the federal government decided. I think for uh, um, for a program and and how to do that and and so um, you know very simply through the tax system, if you will, um, m- much like any other capex, uh, you have the uh, ability to you know get a thirty percent if you're a taxpaying entity, get a thirty percent tax credit with no cap on on your investment in in clean technology, which is rooftop solar. Uh, in this case, and what we're specifically talking to, and uh, um, you know, the the other byproduct of that is the accelerated uh, depreciation. So the accelerated um, capital cost uh, depreciation, which uh, has a, a scale down effect, but in in 2023 it's 100 percent, and then it moves to 75 percent in 2024. Uh, so you know, really, the time is now, if you will, um, if you're a commercial business and you're thinking about it, and uh, you know you're in a jurisdiction with the utility allowing you to do such an investment. Uh, the time is now. 
And what's interesting too is, and I didn't know this, I learned this recently, is that you know, the rate, uh, the more energy you use as a commercial business, your rate actually goes down. So in a way, it, it kind of hurts. You're like, well, I'd love to do, go solar, but man, my rates are so low right now. Can you talk a little bit about how that works? Yeah, for sure. It, it is a bit weird um, or strange or whatever your, your term is, but um, uh, particularly here in British Columbia, it, it, the, the more energy you use, the less you pay uh, from a commercial standpoint. So, um, you know, in, in BC, I think we're fortunate um, for not only, um, you know, the everyday consumer might not feel this way, but um, in general, our electricity prices are are inexpensive, right? Or very competitive uh, uh, relative to the rest of Canada. Quebec is, I think, the only jurisdiction that, that is actually less than uh, British Columbia. And um, with that, you know, the commercial business, the commercial size, because we have excess capacity, right? We're, again, we're very fortunate. Um, we're not like... California or Ontario or jurisdictions that are, you know, densely populated or as densely populated and, and have, you know, demand that exce- or, um, exceeds capacity. So uh, for us, that's, that's, we're lucky. It, it keeps electricity prices reasonable. Um, but it is, it does impact, of course, the economics of your solar system, right? Your solar investment. If you're, you know, the more you use, the less you pay it doesn't necessarily align with ROI. Um, but, you know, we're in BC. I mean, BC is a very green province for a whole lot of other reasons. We, uh, you know, we're, we're, we are green, right? We, uh, we don't have nuclear, we don't have uh, coal, uh, we are hydro and, and natural gas. And so in general, we're, a, we're, a, you know, and, and the society is fairly green and green conscious. So we, we don't, uh, we don't have that sort of dynamic that maybe other provinces have um, where most of our electricity generation is clean. So, uh, and we have excess supply. So with this tax credit and the fact that, that companies are paying less, are you seeing now they're like, okay, okay, now I'll look at solar. Are you seeing that already? It's been two, three months since it's really been out there. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been sort of in the game, if you will, for, for 20, a little over 20 years now. And, and I think when, um, you know, you're, it's the adoption curve, right? And then crossing the chasm, if you will. And, and as you move along the adoption curve, um, I think there are certain things that, um, you know, when I first started in solar, uh, people, it, it was defined by two categories. You either needed solar or you wanted solar, right? Um, needed solar is because you didn't have a, um, a source of power close to where you needed it or where you needed it. Um, and you wanted solar because you were an early adopter. You, you know, you believed in it, you were green, you know, um, yeah, that was traditionally associated to Birkenstocks and right. long hair and ponytails, say, yeah. right? So. I mean, yeah, you always think of, you know, that one random house, I think it's Nanaimo on the corner somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Everyone I know exactly the place, like, yeah. That odd guy with all the solar panels yeah. and now yeah. it's definitely transitioning. It is, and and so you you know you went from you needed or you wanted it to um, you know it, the economic case and and the technology improved and and you know then you're further along the adoption curve and and you know you're you're kind of moving in that direction and you know residential solar is not uncommon anymore right like it um, from when I started to you know there were no sort of grid compatible or grid tie capable products to uh, you know now it's it's fairly it, it, I don't want to say simple, because um, but it, but it is not complex to connect a solar system to the grid, right? Uh, particularly here in in, in BC and in Victoria is really good, um, but 
it, it's not as complex to connect to the grid now with solar. It's it's more widely adopted. Uh, and programs in place for sure. Supported, obviously yeah. net metering. And I always equate this to, um, and we talked about this. And it's funny a little bit as a leadership team yesterday. Is uh, you know, 20 years ago when I started, if if somebody you were in a conversation in just your regular everyday social circle, and so I work in solar, it was kind of like people would kind of give you the funny look and then say, hey, uh, yeah, okay. And they, 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 they couldn't get out of the conversation fast right. enough because they associated <laughs> you with a Birkenstock and a ponytail. And, right. you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and now that same situation and, and somebody overhears you or, you know, their ears perk up and, oh, you're working solar, people gravitate to the conversation now. So yeah. it's, it's pretty cool to have been part of that whole, that whole process. Yeah, and, and to see it. For sure. Like yep. you said, speak to in your everyday conversations, even just when, what do you do now? It's like, oh, cool. And they kind of have something to say. Yeah. Oh, oh I read this or. Yeah. And, and I still think we are very sort of early in the adoption phases as much as there's, you know, uh, much more businesses. I mean, Shift is an example. They're a solar business, right? I mean, even 10 years ago, th- that was yet electricians that did solar off to the side, right? Um, as as connection to the grid became more popular and uh, costs came down and became more, you know, reasonable for, for you to make the investment. And, you know, now we have an entire network of dealers across the country that that's all they do, right? Every yeah. day they wake up, they their feet hit the ground, they get up and they're installing solar. And that, yeah. that's really cool. How do you find from an education standpoint, we talk about education a lot, you know, um, that's kind of the path forward for solar because honestly, when you tell people about solar, you educate them, it's, it's a no-brainer. All of a sudden, it makes a lot of sense, which is why I love the education angle. How have you seen that change from those initial conversations? Oh, what is solar? Isn't it a million dollars? Are you are you noticing that people are more aware of, oh, okay, the cost has come down. Oh, net metering. Are, are you noticing that awareness? Yeah, for sure. And I think that that comes along with, again, um, more adoption or, or, you know, um, uh, you know, broader adoption. Uh, right. and also seeing the neighbor has it for now. sure. And somebody's talking about it and, and, you know, the, regardless of your political affiliation, it, it's, um, climate and climate change are, they're on your agenda. So whether they're one or they're three, right. They're on your agenda. Um, you know, and I always say this and it's great to be able to tell the story again, of course, but, uh, um, I, I, I say this a lot, e- even in industry people or non-industry people, you know, um, if you, you know, everybody knows the price per liter of gas, right? You, you know, and, and ironically, as you're driving by today, you're in BC you're, or in Victoria, you're $1.95 a liter now as of this afternoon. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, but everybody knows that, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and if, but do you know, you know, do you know, A, um, how, you consume electricity and that's in the form of kilowatt hours and most most people and then i would say that a majority of the population still if you ask them what a kilowatt hour is so the education you're doing in schools what's a kilowatt hour well i was never taught that in in Mm -hmm. school or never taught that as a kid i was taught about the basics of electricity but what's a kilowatt hour and is that how you consume electricity and 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 that's how you not only you consume it but how you pay for it uh so you know what you pay for a price per liter of gas because it's that's how you consume it right, right? that's how you buy it it's on the sign um, but you don't necessarily know how much you pay per kilowatt hour for electricity so this is always my angle when and even in our own training and this is people in industry so um, 
if if I said to everybody here, particularly on Vancouver Island, but generally across the country, if I said I can for for let's just say for thirty thousand dollars, I can guarantee you a um, dollar uh, thirty thousand dollars worth of gas for a dollar a liter. I'd have people lined up from here to right. Calgary yeah. to to give me thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, but if I said I can, which is well, call it call it close to today half price. Well, solar return on investment is is roughly that. It's roughly half of what you pay on a net metering basis for um, uh, investment in solar electricity. And and let's say just on average you can offset fifty percent of your current electricity bill. Um, for half the price you pay today, yeah. why don't I have people lined up right. from here to Calgary to totally. do that, right? And that, that's really sort of the, how I sort of get it across to the everyday person who, yeah. you know, knows about solar and people, more people know about solar than they used to, but how, how do I translate that into something that they can really relate to, right? And, yeah. that, and that's usually what I do is, is yeah. you know, if, if, I, if I said, you give me $30,000 and I give you $30,000 worth of gas for a dollar a liter, guaranteed, I'd have a lot of people lined up to yeah. give me $30,000. They don't understand that about solar because yeah. you're, 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 how you pay your traditional electric bill is a monthly payment, right? You know, how much did you pay for the new car you bought? I don't know. It's $700 a month. Right. Yeah. How much did you pay for it? I don't really know. It's yeah, $700 yeah, yeah, a month. Yeah. Oh, you know, you paid X for your car. Yeah. It's the same thing. How much yeah. do you pay for electricity? I don't know. $200 a month. Yeah, yeah. That that does actually break down further, yeah. and and because that's not norm in society, you don't understand. Well, it's fourteen cents a kilowatt hour, and it's directly yeah, related yeah. to how much I consume. So kind of goes back to being, you know, in school. We're never taught about money. <laughs> taught about paying the bills in fractions and decimals. Yeah, which my daughter brought home the other day in grade four. I'm not gonna lie, I struggled <laughs> a little bit. Um, back to the tax credit and this 30%, you know, this, this journey that we've been on this adoption, how do you see it? You know, you've been around a while. How do you see it accelerating this transition to renewable, specifically solar? Uh, so I think, you know, 30% of, of today's cost of solar is pretty meaningful, right? right? As far as your overall upfront investment and, and not just the 30% tax credit, but also the, you know, the accelerated depreciation for businesses, you know, there's a, there's a legitimate benefit for businesses to do that. And, and, you know, most businesses, as much as, um, you know, solar is associated again, go back to the, the green association <laughs> right, with it. Right. Yeah. Um, the reality is, is that the, I, in my opinion, the, the true green is related to does the investment make sense? Right. I mean, that's what everybody today, am I getting value for my money? Uh, and so with a, with a 30% offset, um, you know, of that. And then the, uh, you know, the, you add on the accelerated depreciation capabilities for businesses. It's, it's very compelling, right? And then beyond that, you get sort of what has traditionally been marketed as the green and, you know, the green ancillary benefits. So, you know, we are striving to net zero, right. which is, which is very important, right? Yeah. Uh, we're striving to net zero. We are offsetting a, a a majority of the uh, proportionally the majority of what we're consuming right and and we're you know they are independent of each other um you know generation and consumption are not binary right like you to truly realize the benefit you need to be disciplined about what you're consuming versus what you're uh, in addition to what you're generating mm-hmm. so so yeah uh, we we noticed that with clients i chatted to a, a client and i said you know what's your offset and they said, well, you know, when we bought the system, it was an 80% offset. 
But after about a month of realizing that connection between what we're generating, what we're consuming, we're now 100% offset because they cut back on their use. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, instead of trying to cover what you're using, you're now living within your means. Which For sure. It's not just about putting solar on your roof, right? Yeah. Whether you're a business or a homeowner. It's not just about putting that up and then going, hey, I'm, I'm going to pay less. There are habits that you can develop that will, you know, and that and that's kind of the beauty of it is, is uh, you know, you, you change your habits, you improve your investment, right? Like, totally. so, so I'm, I'm, I'm putting, I'm in making that investment and in, in not only the, you know, the generation, but I'm also making the investment in reducing consumption. And, yeah. and that's, that's big, right? Because motivator. for sure, the, the, the combination just improves your investment right yeah. and 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 that's that's important yeah so and 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 as a business of course the numbers are bigger which means the savings are bigger and, and all of that makes sense and then from a now that you know we are losing the idea of the solar being the guy with the tinfoil hat up in the <laughs> mountains and it is more mainstream there's there's a great marketing angle to it from a business standpoint as well I think so for sure. The you know the net zero is 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 a much more familiar household term than it has in the past. Net metering is a much more um, familiar term than 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 people have you know recognized it in the past. And again, I think that comes down to education and the things that you guys are doing here with uh, uh, you know with career days and and talking to to students. And and I think they're um, rightly or wrongly again your your political affiliation aside um you know the today's youth is is focused on that they're cognizant yeah. of that right like they are you know they do um care about the environment you know whether it's recycling or or you know investments in solar or consuming less energy like that that is important right now they are the generation of electrification as well right, right? like they're yeah. they're going to drive electric cars they're you know their phones they're they are very much an electrified generation so um i think that as well will help them be cognizant of not just consumption but also generation and how they're managing the the, the you know that demand yeah yeah how do you see it going? I mean, you've been around a while, you know, what, what's your vision for the future in Canada right now? We are now one of the most favorable places to invest in clean energy. If you had a crystal ball, you know, with your experience and how do you see it? Uh, what's the next step, perhaps? How do you see it growing even more? Uh, well, I mean, the question, I mean, if somebody who's been in the industry for a while, I mean, we always refer to it as the solar coaster, right? It's uh, right. you're up, you're down, you're sideways. Sometimes you're, you're you know, you're twisting and turning, and yeah. and uh, uh, you know, it it is still very much um, uh, subsidized, politically driven, incentivized, um, various ways. But uh, fundamental question is: Is there going to be more stol- more solar installed in the next ten years than there than there was in the previous ten years? And the answer is yes, right? Um, make that a five-year window. Yet the answer is yes. It, it's here to stay. Uh, more and more people are going to do it. I think um, you know, particularly when you think about where am I going to put my money, right? Um, we we still haven't reached the the value of solar, in my opinion. So if you're going to buy a house next week, let's say, or or next month, or in a year from now, and uh, you know we all know what real estate pricing is done, um, cash flow, right? So I'm buying a house with solar on it, uh, or a business with solar on it, a building with solar on it, for that matter. Um, am I buying it with 50% offset? And that at at, at escalation prices, that 50% is worth you know, the net present value is X, 
five years from now it's why the life of the solar system so there there are a lot of you know i won't want to get into it uh too much but there are a lot of benefits to if i build a brand new house and i put a solar system up how long is my roof going to last well it's not being hit by the sun it's not being yeah, yeah. battered by the rain it's like like it, it, it's naturally insulating my home so it's keeping it cooler like it, all things that are associated with climate change so um it, it's just an interesting uh scope overall and and for me where do i see it going i think uh uh, incentives are needed to drive adoption and, mm-hmm. and help educate and do those things. But uh, I genuinely see it standing alone at, at some point in the future. I, I'm not going to, you know, be as uh, courageous as to, to, to say when, but right, yeah. it, it will stand on its own eventually. Uh, and I do think you will see uh, anybody who's been to California, you know, families yeah. go to Disneyland. If yeah. you fly into California and you look around, solar everywhere right on on homes and and that is a direct um correlation to electricity prices and electrification and capacity and you know we're we're fortunate here right now but that you know elect two things electricity demand is going up yeah number one and two electricity pricing is not going to or electricity is not going to get less expensive over the course of time so just uh, hearing you say, you know, flying into Disneyland, you can see it everywhere. Well, you can see it everywhere in Vancouver now. For sure. Yeah. yeah and, and in, in particular, <laughs> one building, yes, that, uh, that we are somewhat associated with or tied to. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's, and, and super cool project. And it's going to get lots of attention. And, and that's important to, to us, right? Like, you know, um, Lululemon did it in advance of ITC, um, you know, but they're, a, you know, they're a progressive company, right? I mean, they were fairly disruptive with their technology, their technology being the clothes, right? And mm-hmm. certainly, uh, you know, and and they continue to be that, right? And, uh, and that's awesome. I think, I, I mean, it's a super cool project. We were actually talking about it today. It's, uh, you know, seeing the logo and the, and the, the name on the building it, it's just really cool yeah so. no it was uh it was great to work with you guys on that <laughs> from a shift point of view and west group and i mean lots of people were involved that was yeah. great uh just before we wrap up you personally i mean you can tell just by the way you talk about <laughs> solar you know uh after 20 years in an industry sometimes maybe people get over it but you are clearly still into it and excited about it and what is it you love about solar whether it be recreational industrial commercial residential yeah i just the the whole thing i mean um you're right 20 years a lot of people maybe don't seem enthusiastic or seem excited and and maybe it's mundane um but we're not i i feel like it's it's kind of odd you know because i think what a lot of people also might assume is there's frustration because it's like you're you're constantly up against you know, whether it's politically, whether it's utilities, whether it's, you know, this uh, environmentally, right, you're up against challenges all the time. But uh, for me, you know, um, I've had chances to get off the ride, but it's too compelling to stay on it, right? <laughs> like, it's it, solar coaster. It, it really is. It, <laughs> it's uh, it's too compelling to stay on. And, and uh, again, you know, there's sort of a fundamental question that I ask is, is there going to be more of this deployed in the next 10 years or less? And the answer is more. And, and uh, um, you know, I still got a few years left in my career. So uh, I, I think this is a good place to be. And, and uh, uh, I'm just excited because I think, um, you know, you, you start to, as you get older, you start to, to think about what do you want to look back on? And, you know, the Lululemon project, as I fly into Vancouver for the next 20 years, I can look at that project and go, I was involved in that. And that's cool, 
Like it really is cool, right? And and there'll be more Lululemons and there'll be more, um, you know, residences and buildings. And I, I'm fortunate. I had uh, uh, the opportunity to run a business that was um, uh, in EPC and, and through Ontario in those days. And, you know, I fly into uh, Toronto still for work sometimes and, and uh, we have an office in Barrie. And, and uh, as I fly into Pearson, I look around and there's a few projects and commercial projects that I recognize. I'm like, that. It's that's cool. Like, yeah. and... and uh, you know, for, for, you know, I mean, I have my wife and two girls in the house. So obviously like in particular, Lululemon's a fairly big part of the wardrobe overall (laughs) in the house. And, um, that, you know, like just, just that association and that whole thing is, is, you know, there's, uh, um, there, there's more to it than just the financial and the job and putting food on the table. It's, uh, you start to develop a passion for it and that you want to, you know, you want to see it through and, and, um, I still think that's going to be, you know, we're still going to be seeing it through long after I'm I'm out of the game. But uh, yeah, I, I just think it's uh, it's a pretty cool space to be in. There's going to be lots of uh, lots more growth, lots more adoption, lots more opportunity, and and uh, that that keeps us getting up every day. And it's it, it's a fun place to be. Love it. My daughter's uh, ever since I've joined the solar game, the solar coaster. Anytime we're driving around, I'll just be driving down the street, and all of a sudden they'll be like, solar panels. Whoa, jeez. Hold on, what? Oh, my, if my wife on. if my wife listens to this, she's gonna be like, oh yeah, that's you for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's why isn't there a ray on that building? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a perfect you start place. Start looking at South Face. You're like, oh, yeah. that's South Face. Come on. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Yeah. Rob, great conversation. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining the the podcast today. Oh, thanks for having me. Anytime. Rob uh, Milliken from Charge Solar joining the podcast today to chat about uh, the 30% tax credit from the uh, Clean Technology Investment Tax Credit and uh, and also your, your view on the solar landscape. So again, thanks for, for joining. Thank you. The Solar PV Cast by Shift with Chris Palliser. To begin your solar journey, visit shift.ca.